Welcome into the Puckgraph Podcast. This is an instant reaction from tonight's Pirate Spring Open that Matt Rolstead won in convincing fashion with a 10 under 68. He breaks his own course record, previously 34. This time around, he scores a 33. This was not only the sixth win of Matt Rolstead's career, but the sixth win of the league year for him. All of his wins have come in the current league year. We will get to the Matt versus Sean debate at a later time. There will be plenty of time to discuss that. In a tie for second place is Josh Benish with four under par and Zach Asilius at four under par. We spoke a lot this last week about uh, seventh place, eighth place, eighth place, seventh place in the player rankings, and they are neck and neck. Kathleen Malone with her first top five finish at three under par. Eric Asilius and Cameron Hasilius tied for fifth at one under par. Michael Carlson in 7th at 1 over par, Caden Decelius in 8th at 2 over par, and Aiden Carlson in ninth at 11 over par. A couple things to note. This is an instant reaction pod, so I haven't done a ton of research on this. It felt like there were so many aces tonight. Kathleen Malone had eight. Matt Rolstead had seven. Uh, Cameron Hacelius had six. This this only goes to show how potentially unbreakable Kathleen Malone's seven aces in a round is. I think it'll be broken, but I think it might actually be a while, considering the fact that we're only going to play this course once or twice a year. There are a couple of other courses on the circuit that are ace-heavy, um, ace but this is by far the most ace-heavy course. So uh, Kathleen Malone's record uh, holds for you know potentially another year i think veterans memorial park is another one where where we could potentially see a bunch of aces uh but yeah just aces dropping all over the place some not so great news is we had our first bounce out with uh the beanbags we actually had two of them michael carlson was a victim victim is probably the wrong word of one bounce out and cameron Hacelius was uh the victim of another one and they were on back-to-back holes and there the beanbags were at the bottom of the holes and it was a bummer it was just a bummer you know and and so we doubled up the beanbags and i uh you know that helped but ultimately uh didn't love seeing that. So this is now our third event at uh, this particular course. Matt Rolstead's 10 under par would have run away with wins at uh, both of the other times. I don't even need to check it. I know. Let's take a look at both Josh Benish and Zach Athelius's 4 under par, along with Kathleen Malone's 3 under par, to see how they would have done at previous events. Of course, the Winter Classic was just a few weeks ago, or a month and a half, two months ago, uh, at the Grand Slam in Burnsville. Uh, actually took place on January 12th. The winner, 4 under par. Remember, there was a three-way tie for first between Eric Asilius, who ultimately won, Dan Wesley and Josh Benish at four under par, Anthony Dunkel three under par, Kathleen Malone's three under par would have been a top five finish here as well. And then if we go all the way back uh, to last year, um, the Pirate Spring Open, which I believe was March 31st, 2022, yes, uh, Dan Wesley won at six under par, tied with Joel Brown at six under par. 
Three under par would not have been good enough for a top five finish there, but only one stroke away. Four under par would have been Nick Brown uh, at four under, Justin Hackman at four under, Matt Rolstead at five under par, including the previous record uh, of 34. So, um, you know, really... uh, I, I, I know what some of you are thinking. Oh, it's a small field, right? And and sure, it was a small field. One of those players happened to have 10 under par, which would have won any of the uh, Grand Slam Burnsville events in the past. And then Josh Benish, Zach Casilius, and Kathleen Malone would have been in the mix in all those other events as well, uh, including, uh, you know, a tie for first uh, at 400 par at the last one. So um, an, an impressive night altogether. You know, I, I saw I, I saw your comments. I saw some of your comments about uh, the the condition of the course. And truthfully, I didn't think it was in that bad of condition. Honestly, I'd put it on par with uh, Grand Slam Coon Rapids. I really would. Um, and unfortunately, I have some bad news for you folks. Uh, you can't even put... Uh, the Midwest Golf Dome is in a tier of its own in terms of unplayability. There's the tier that Midwest Golf Dome is in. Then there's a tier break. Then there's another tier break. Then there's another tier break. Then it's Grand Slam Burnsville. Um Midwest Golf Dome is unplayable as of last summer, completely unplayable. And I'll try it again this summer. I will myself personally. I'll head out there. It's right by my house. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go this summer to see. Uh, I, I love the course, but at this point, it's, it's, it, again, it's, it's in a different conversation in terms of unplayability. So, um, but no, I, I, I thought, I thought this course held up well. Um, it was a good event, a couple of bounce outs, which were unfortunate. And it was a busy night. Right there were uh, there were there were times where where, where there was quite a few uh, kids uh, on the course. One thing I'll also say is sometimes there are people kids on the course that aren't even playing miniature golf. They're just sort of there, which you know I guess is sort of like having a gallery walking around. Um, you know, it's not ideal, I guess, but it it is what it is. So our next event. The 25th, two weeks from Saturday or today, most of you are probably, well, two weeks from Saturday um, at the at, at Golf Zone in Chaska. It'll be our last, hopefully our last indoor event of the season. I'm uh, I've already got some new folks signed up for it that uh, some new names that I'm really looking forward to. So I think it's going to be a, a, a well attended event. I'm very excited for it as well. And there's going to be a lot of good discussion coming forward about player of the year, about rookie of the year, about most improved. Uh, I mean, Kathleen Malone has uh, vaulted herself into th- that conversation. I should also note, I don't believe anybody who's ever finished in last place at an event turned around and went and finished in the top five in the very next event. I don't think that's happened before. It now has happened. Kathleen Malone went from worst to not quite first, but a a top five finish is is absolutely nothing to scoff at. Um, So congratulations, Kathleen. Um, And there'll be a lot of discussion about uh, round of the year, which... 
isn't necessarily wrapped up, although if there is one that's wrapped up, it's that one. Uh, and then Player of the Year as well, uh, between Sean and Matt. I think we can safely say that, yeah, there might be a few other people nominated, but it's going to come down to those two. Uh, and it's going to be very close. It's going to be uh, very, very, very close. And I think it's going to come down to the end. I don't think it's been decided yet by any means. So um, two weeks from tomorrow... As I'm recording this, uh, we'll get a little more clarity on that, and I'm very, very, very excited. I should also note quickly that Anthony Dunkel, Josh Benish, and myself recorded, uh, I believe, about a two-hour-long podcast two nights ago where we drafted our each of our dream courses, and it uh, it's long, but we, we we included a lot of stats, a lot of data, a lot of name drops. Um, so I, I think I think a lot of you will be very entertained by it. That's going to drop later next week. Um, I still have a lot of editing to do on that, and I want to kind of tease that with some different graphics. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to go through each of the courses. Um, there was... I believe at least one course that didn't have a single hole selected. Maybe should have, but it didn't. Um, so I'll, I'll just kind of tease it with that. And then, of course, uh, you know, Lily Putt and Golf Zone led the way. I think Lily Putt had eight or nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten times Lily Putt was selected. I selected it four times. Josh had it twice, and Anthony had it four times as well. Each each hole, uh, a hole on Lily Putt. So if you're a little confused, um, the podcast will, will clear everything up, and uh, I'm looking forward to you hearing it. So have a great weekend. We will see you, we will chat with you next week.